welcome back to another episode of Quarantine with Josie and Mac. Today is Thursday, May 21st, and um, it is another day in coronavirus times. I always, like, I have the first part down pretty well. Like, I haven't messed up with a date in a while. But then I'm like, and what? And what am I going to say? Like, and, and we're here to talk, talk to you. Yep. Sure. Um, but anyways. <laughs> but anyways. Um, well, first of all, let's talk about what we've been doing. Because we used to do just Monday's weekend updates. But it's kind of cool because now we can do, like, uh, partial week uh, updates. What we've been doing Tuesday, Wednesday. Today. Mm-hmm. So, you start. <laughs> All right. So I have uh, officially moved into my quarantine place. Uh, it is a little condo apartment um, that my uncle owns. That Uncle Bill, who was on the podcast earlier, he usually uh, has this rented out for his workers. His workers that come in the summer. Uh, but since they don't have any really, um, this place was free. So he let me live here for the next two weeks, um, came in and, you know, uh, I talked to my neighbor across the hall or my dad did mostly because six feet apart and everything, um, didn't want to crowd the hallway, mm. but, uh, <laughs> and he gave me his Wi-Fi, and he left a microwave out by my door. And then my friend Riley brought me a TV Mm, living the life. Living the life, yeah. <laughs> Apart from uh, not being able to see anyone, but yeah, it's it's day three, I think, or two and a half, I guess. Um, it is kind of hard to try to find things to do, but I my online classes for masters, one of them started today. That's good, honestly. So yeah, like t- so today, it, we don't meet like over Zoom or anything. It's just like discussion things, and we have mm. to write. And today it was just like a get to know you segment so i made a powerpoint and like i just went in because i was like i have nothing better to do. I better so like I with made... all the fancy transitions exactly. it's like hi i'm mag <laughs> i made a good powerpoint about myself and then uh if for my other online class that starts next week i have to write an introduction paper so i'll probably write that tomorrow keep myself busy i've already read one book what about book? i read uh stephen king's elevation great and then I'm kind of reading his on writing book, which is like, oh, that's cool. It's a book about like his writing process, but it's kind of boring because it's like, yeah, I know. But, I feel like, but it's like I need to be reading this so I can learn how to write a book. Yeah, I guess. So reading, also reading the couple next door, which is a good mystery book that your sister gave to my mom, who gave to me. Yeah, Emma's a big mystery book girl, but I just, I can't handle that. Just trying to keep busy. Today is the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. Uh, oh, which one is it? Uh, I think it's Empire Strikes Back. It is, definitely. Oh my so, gosh, no way. I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but I have, so I'll probably watch that tonight. That's fun. That's what's been going on with me. Nice. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of books, I've read two books. Um... Winter in Paradise and What Happens in Paradise, like, it's a series. The next one comes out in October. I highly recommend if you're, like, more of, like, a rom-com, kind of easy read type thing. Um, I shouldn't even say, like, comedy next necessarily. I just think rom-com going together. But, like, a little bit of romance, a little bit of more, like, almost 
not mystery, but it has like a tiny element of that. Um, I don't know. It's just like one of those easy reads, but it's still like good. Uh, interesting. So I recommend that. And I just finished the book Refugee, um, which is really good. It's a very easy read in the sense that it's like big words and stuff. You know, like, <laughs> not like hard words, but like literal font is big. <laughs> um, but I read it for English class and it's it's based on a true story and it's about three different refugees from like, and their different journeys. So one of them is from... Oh, do I have the book with me? Because I don't want to say, like, the wrong country and sound stupid. Yes. Let me see if I have. Oh, yes, I do. Good. Okay. So, it's by Alain Graz. So, one of them is from Germany. Um, and then one of them is from Cuba. So, one's Germany in 1930s, which is, like, Nazi Germany. Cuba in 1994, which I think is... I forget which dictator or which uh, leader it was. But I want to say... I shouldn't. Like, I... <laughs> okay, we'll get back to you on that one, guys. I just graduated college, and I don't know that I stuff. I know, I know. Okay, and then the last one is from Syria in 2015. So, basically, it's, like, kind of cool because it's, like, way back and then, like, mm -hmm. to now almost. And it's, like, how kind of similar it is. And it's their journeys. And it's really sad, um, but it's also, like, some parts are happy and... It's just interesting. And just so you know, the leader is Fidel Castro. And I was going to say that. Like, I was going to say his name, but then I was like, what if I say Fidel Castro and it's just, like, n like not right? And it would be awkward. So, I, he was in my head, guys. I promise you. I'm not that stupid. Okay. Anyways. That was a long, a long extended book review. Um, and then also, you know, I've been doing the usual rollerblading. Um, yeah, uh, I went for a rollerblade and discovered the rollerblades I have are pretty crappy. So mm, yeah, I know what you mean. Your dad's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've been going for like a walk every day. Just yeah. Hood. That's nice. Uh, oh, I also worked out today. Oh yeah. I've been actually working out pretty consistently, which, um, in the TMS workout thing, Mary Kate runs it. Our yeah. Mary teacher at thompson middle school and she followed me and then they posted um like uh a workout like spell your name and do these workouts so i did that that's kind of <laughs> fun was it hard i mean you have a three-letter uh, name well i was thinking about doing mccormick <gasps> oh. but i did mac lee's okay that's good resets of it that's pretty okay then that's good i mean that's six I exercises it's like a 30 minute workout it's pretty good so I was sweating. Okay. I didn't I just thought you were just gonna do Mac. But no. see guys, there's literally so many different ways to get active right now. You can spell your name in an exercise thing. Like yeah. there's lots of options. Um my mom made some granola today, which was really good because I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the granola you buy at stores has like sugar that just doesn't need to be there. Um so that was yummy. But anyways, we are totally going on about like just random stuff. Um, we have a good interview today, though. Okay, so, uh, since this is technically a podcast about coronavirus news and stuff like that, not I'm about <laughs> not about our life, um, I am going to do some news now. So, CNN.com. This, so I was actually looking kind of, because, you know, I like to look at different websites, blah, blah, blah. This thing came up a lot. So, Trump, um, went to, like, visited the Ford factory, and... He didn't have a mask on, 
Um, apparently, he only wore his mask off camera. So, like, when he was on camera, he didn't wear it, but he was... What's the point of that? But I'm like... Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like his face in one, I guess? Yeah, but I personally think I look good in a mask. <laughs> I wear it all the time. Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, at least, like, a bandana if he wants to feel, like, cool or something. I don't know. Like, come on. That's not hard. Um, but hey, it's just, I think the only problem with that is like, if you want to set examples saying wear masks, that's who a lot of people are looking to. So even if he is wearing it off camera, people are going to look at the pictures of him. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. It's hard. Um, more than 94,000 people have died from coronavirus in the US. So obviously that is terrible and it goes to show that even as things are opening up you have to be so 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 careful because people are still dying um and it's still like a serious risk there's no vaccine like not much has actually changed which is the concerning thing um wpri.com so i took some of the stuff from yesterday and today uh religious services with limits so like a 25 percent capacity can take place starting may 30th so if you like going to religious services, that's kind of a cool thing. Um, I guess it'll be first come, first serve, maybe? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, goal, the goal is to start phase two on June 1st. I'm not sure exactly what that entails. We went through the full rundown um, in one of our episodes, so you can go back and look at that. <laughs> um, well, they they phase two i thought that was when restaurants could have outdoor seating but that already happened no that was phase one late phase that one. was phase one which i want to talk about um i guess we can talk about it now i don't know if you've gone past o'brien's but it is like i mean i guess it's not packed because they're doing the right things but it yeah. like just is like by my terms now packed and it's so packed. weird no, there was I, I lines tried. I drove past once, and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Which is good, I mean... You know, yeah, it is good. But it's interesting, are. because I was like, are people actually going to start going out? And they are. Um, yeah, I so, mean, I actually, in my group chat, one of my friends was like, so, like, anyone want to go out to dinner? And I was like, such a weird, like, I know. weird thing to have. I know, dinner. and then you, like, have to wear a mask, but not when you're... I don't know, it's complicated. It's like, pull down I the do, mask. Want, like, Frosty Freeze is open. yeah. I, like, texted my sisters. I was like, ooh, a pint of Play-Doh sounds really good right now. Wait, so they're just doing, like, pints? No, they're doing everything. Oh, that's you cool. That? Yeah, no, they, they have it all uh, spaced out six feet. I just know this from their Instagram. Six feet apart. Like That's hard because they have a small... Which they're, like, outside, so that's good. Um, I think the hardest that... part would both be going on inside because it's a small space. But. Yeah, but I think it's uh, I think there's a limit of how many people they let in line, and like I don't know. It's, By the way, like, for those of you who don't know, Frosty Freeze is a local um, ice cream place that's like you know the local I, ice cream place. I was actually thinking they're open, like their opening is usually like I know it's huge for them. Three hundred. I know it's like so, huge. Um, yeah, so that kind of things. And so I have to ask here what uh, how that went. Yeah. Um, I went to Harvest today and picked up a coffee. I highly recommend going to Harvest. They do, like, sandwiches and coffee and stuff. It's, uh, over in the fifth ward. And it's cool because you don't have to go inside. Like, there's an order window and then you walk over and there's, like, a pickup window. What I would do for a Ruggles sandwich. Oh okay, I'll God. keep that in mind. Maybe or, if I'm feeling extra nice. Either, 
be honest. Um, okay, but continuing with WPRI.com news. Sorry, we get distracted. But it's a good thing because we just extend. I mean, same topic. Yeah, exactly. We're good. Um, summer camp guidance is groups of 15 or fewer. So at least there's going to be summer camps for people who like to go to summer camp. 15 people. Only 15 people and go to a summer camp? Mm. That's another interesting, because how do they decide? I know, so the beach I work at, we let the Girl Scouts walk down Mm -hmm. in, like, their beach. And it's not 15 people. They probably have, like, 30 or 40 girls. I'm like, how, that is true, I never thought of it. Like, how do you decide? I'm thinking they're going to start doing, like, session type Yeah, maybe they'll do, like. I just know that one camp that I went to a lot, um, I actually was thinking about going this year, but I decided not to, um. It's like this two-week camp with a lot of people for theater. So, and it's like this whole production. I bet they just can't do it, which is too bad. Um, So, Gina Armando basically said no big parties this weekend. Because I have to say, I have seen some houses with a lot of cars. And I'm like, hmm. No, I'm sure there are some people. There are some people, yeah, you know. What can you do? Um, and a little bit about that is Memorial Day weekend. It's like, remember the five day limit. I mean, the five people limit, because I feel like that's going to be hard for Memorial Day, which is this weekend. So same thing as no big parties. Um, it's going to be hard because I feel like it's a holiday weekend. So people might. Yeah, that's when beaches usually open up, too. Yeah. Or at least start selling their passes. I've had a lot of people text me about Goose Bear and I'm just like, yeah, because Goose Bear is members only for June. Yeah. Yeah. And then. It's probably July too. Pro- honestly, probably the whole summer. I know. Uh, but they're doing it by like months. That honestly makes the most sense. But it's yeah. tough. No, hey, and then be told that they can. I don't know. They might expand a little more. Yeah, it's hard though. Like, it can be hard for me to tell people to turn around when I know them, but they aren't members. I know. <laughs> but it's like you can't let one person in. It is. It's what it is. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Okay. Uh. Twenty-five k. People have downloaded the Crush COVID app. So I guess Rhode Island has done like an app. Uh, download that as. What? Uh, we should download that as podcast in Rhode Island. Check yeah. Out. Mm-hmm. Like experimentation. Yeah. I think Jane actually downloaded it today. Um, it's used for contact tracing, that kind of thing, um, which is interesting. And then also I um. Just not necessarily a, a like a news thing, but I was listening to, or I guess it is, The Daily, which is a podcast that I really like. I've talked about mm-hmm. it before. And they basically, I actually highly recommend the episode um, in particular. It is called, let me find it, um, A Teenager's Medical Mystery. Um, and it is about a boy, they interview him, who kind of got really severe symptoms, um, like, bad rashing and then he like started to get like really swollen in all sorts of places and like um his eyes like rolled back in his head and he couldn't move and so they took him to the hospital and he took a coronavirus test and he tested negative but then he took it again and he tested positive yada 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 but basically um they are, they've started to look more into teenagers um he survived by the way which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've looked, started to look more into teenagers because they're starting to see this pattern that I guess something that has been happening um, is that teenagers will get coronavirus and their immune system will do a really good job fighting it off. Uh, so then they'll get rid of it. But then their immune system will be so weakened that they'll contract like another like uh. disease 
that's like sort of an inflammatory like bat and it's really bad for your heart and it can be fatal um i think it's like sends people to the hospital um and that and then also something i saw on hopkinsmedicine.org is that like vaping in coronavirus uh could be like like if you i think the idea is like if you vape and then you get the coronavirus like you're not going to be any like you're not going to be very good at fighting it off you know what i mean well yeah Vaping's your lungs. Yeah, exactly. So I, what my, the reason I'm telling you all of this different th- stuff is that I think a lot of, um, well, first of all, vaping's terrible, so don't vape. I mean, that was obvious. Um, but yes. on a different uh, thing is that I think a lot of teenagers are basically saying, you know, I'm fine because I'm a teenager um, with having the coronavirus. But after listening to that episode of The Daily, it's like, just because you're a teenager doesn't mean you're fine. That's just the information. That's the basic information we know. And there is so much, you know what I mean? Like, people have said, like, teenagers are doing fine. But, like, we don't know all the risks and all the setbacks and all the things that could happen after. There's so many different statistics. So even on top of the fact that you don't want to spread it to other people as a teenager, like, it could put you at risk. Um, so you really should be careful. Better safe than sorry. That's really? what they say. Um, but yeah, if you have time, I would listen to that because it's kind of scary, but it'll help you be like, okay, I need to be more careful. <laughs> um, alrighty. I feel like we have talked for a while now, which is good. I like these episodes to be longer because yeah, it gives us more to talk about. We don't see you all throughout the week. Um, but I mean, we never see you to be honest. We just, we just talk to you and pretend we're with you, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, so I interviewed my principal at Rogers, Mr. Vance, um, which it was a great interview. And Mac had actually asked if anybody had interview questions, but due to miscommunication. Um, on our part. On our part, not on your part. We didn't actually get like the questions to him, so... I was, didn't actually ask any listener questions, but we didn't have that many anyway, so it's all right. I asked a lot of good questions, guys. I'm, I'm sure a pretty good reporter. Probably the longest interview to date, so. Yeah, it is. So I think we fit I think in a we'll- lot of good stuff. Basically, we're talking about the interview a lot. It's like, just get into the interview. I don't care. Do okay, let's go. Hi, this is Josie, and I'm here with my principal, Mr. Vance. Hey, Josie, how are you? How's it going? Thank you. It's going pretty well. Um, So, Mr. Vance is principal at my high school. um, And basically, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what it's like to be a principal during the coronavirus. Not necessarily even in particular in Rhode Island, but just in general. Um, So, when we first heard about cases in Rhode Island way back in March, feels like a long time ago, um, what was the initial response? Sort of like what were you told to do and what did it, action did you take? Because we were still in school, so did we have to make any changes? So when things initially came out, there were like rumors that there might be a potential that the schools with the buildings themselves would get shut down. Um, and so we started, you know, having some initial discussions about it, but we didn't actually think at that time that schools like you know across the country would get shut down the way that they did Mm -hmm. um and so then when that when that order came out that you know we're going to be going to distance learning um we we had to scramble pretty quickly to try and put put lessons together to deliver content online um i think it was in, in a matter of three days our staff 
uh, really rallied and put something together for that initial first couple of weeks of distance learning. So it um it was kind of shocking that we actually went to that, you know, went to the the closures, but um, totally understandable with the set with the with the safety and health issues that come along with COVID. It's just you know we don't want to risk you know mass spreading and keeping kids in school and mm-hmm. putting you know other folks at risk later. So um, you know for me personally, like it was tragic in a sense because you know i like the building when it's busy and Mm -hmm. everybody's here you know when you can have a conversation with somebody in the hallway or you know pop down and and walk to classroom so like that was to me that was the most tragic part for myself personally was Mm -hmm. not to have that but i'm i'm also somebody who's an optimist and like a lot of you know principals that i know and how do we take this negative opportunity and turn it into something really positive Mm -hmm. um and i don't think we will ever go back to having school the way it was prior to quarantine. Like even if we're in brick and mortar and we're back in classrooms, the the instructional approaches and the connection that staff now have with kids because they're face to face regularly online and, and doing a lot of outreach, I think that is gonna dramatically change what happens when we're in classrooms, you know, six months from now. Um, so we're just trying to look at that as the positive, like the silver lining in this whole thing of this dramatic change and what, you know, instruction looks like in schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. So, uh, what, so what exactly did teachers have to do and did you have to do in sort of like, we had the week of April break for students, but, um, like what, what did the days look like for you guys in terms of like planning and getting things together? Um, so teachers had to, had to deliver or create, um, lesson plans that covered a two to three week period. So that was easily 10 to 15 days worth of lessons, um, and, and map out specifically what that's going to look like, what the assessments are, how is it going to get delivered to students? You know, when are they going to go live? Are they going to use email? Um, so, you know, setting up the schedule to make sure that nobody overlaps, you know, so that was what the teachers had to do. And then for us, for administration, um, we had to make sure that we were able to um, describe what every professional in the building was going to have to do, mm. right? Because if, you know, in a lot of industries, people lost their jobs and people were put on, you know, furlough or laid off. Um, and as a district, we really tried to work hard to make sure that everybody stayed employed. Mm-hmm. You know, so somebody that was doing, you know, um, some sort of direct instruction in, in brick and mortar, but now in distance learning, doesn't need doesn't have that opportunity we had to make sure that they had a role to do in servicing the community so that they we could validate why they were still employed that makes sense um so and then initially like personally how long did you think that this would last like just being out of school well in the in the beginning yeah i thought it was gonna be a couple weeks honestly Mm -hmm. and then as cases started to you know pop up and you really saw how this was was a large scale um, health issue. Where you know we started looking at okay, we'll 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 get through the end of the school year, and then we'll look at next year and start fresh. And now you know we're potentially thinking about what is what does September look like? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be back in the building in September, or are we going to do something that's like a a modified distance learning plan? So it's it. <sighs> Initially, didn't think it was going to be as long as it is. Yeah. But right now, we're looking at trying to play out worst case scenario. What happens if we have to stay in distance learning longer? And so in terms of those plans, I know in like some countries they're doing like, um, they're trying to do like, like 
every other week for students and different things like that. Do you think that you would ever consider that, like different groupings of students to keep the sizes small? Yeah, um, honestly, everything, every option is really on the table uh, for discussion. So it's how do we, how do we do that and make sure that everybody has equal access to, mm-hmm. to instruction? Um, and then how do we schedule that out where it is not such a financial burden as well? Yeah. Um, so like just as a, as a prime example, if you think about how do kids get to school and then, you know, they, you put them on buses, right? Mm-hmm. You got 60 kids on a bus. How do you, how do you bring that same number of kids to school and keep them socially distant? Mm. You have to triple your fleet. You have to have three times the amount of buses running, yeah. you know? So is that really like viable for, for Newport or any other you know, city and town to do? I don't know. Mm. You know, so we gotta, we gotta look at all those things. It's, yeah. Certain things big, I wouldn't even think about. <laughs> there's definitely that again? Of, I said there's certain aspects I definitely wouldn't have thought of, like the buses. I probably wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> um, so I know that you've sent out some surveys, kind of. Um, and just in general, what do you think, like, students and parents are finding are the advantages and disadvantages of this, if you can think of anything? Yeah. Um, the, the, so the advantage, I guess, is being able to actually see what um, schooling looks like now that it's in, you know, in their living room mm-hmm. um, and being able to watch how much work kids are expected to do and how do they get those things done. Um, and, you know, just really having that kind of intimate relationship with what education looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, on the other side of it, they also, a lot of families um, have a new respect for what teachers do every day. Mm. You know, when you now see exactly the amount of work that goes into it, because it is happening in your living room and you get to see the stresses that kids go through and the, you know, and the positive sides of it. Um, but the, for, for staff, it's just, uh, that shift in, um, respect, not, not that they were disrespected, you know, largely, but like didn't really understand what education was all about until now. Mm-hmm. And then now parents are like, Whoa, <laughs> I had no idea. This is what was happening yeah. in, in a classroom. And they really, you know, value, you know, what teachers do on a day-to-day basis now. So that's been like a huge positive. Um, you know, the, ne- the negatives are it's for some families, this is just another added stress that, you know, they don't necessarily need, you know, particularly in Newport, we have a lot of, we have a large number of folks that um, lost jobs, need to work, or now that we're off, we're in this distance learning, you know, our students now have to pick up jobs, you know, to help support their family. You know, so it's, it's, there are a lot of additional stressors that are involved. And then the lack of being able to do those things that people do to decompress, like you can't go to the gym, mm-hmm. you can't go hang out with your friends, you can't go and have a nice dinner, you can't go get a massage, you can't go, you know, do yoga, like, that. that's hard, like when mm-hmm. you increase your stress level, and then take away all of those choices that people would use to de-stress, it's not healthy, mm-hmm. it's not helpful. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, so that's good. No, yeah, definitely. And then personally, I think, I mean, you kind of talked about this, uh, sort of what was really hard for you um, earlier uh, as a principal, because you're not being able to see the students. Um, but what have you found that has been successful that you've been able to like, kind of take advantage of at all as a, as a, as the principal of the school? Like, is there anything that you found positive out of this? Oh, I've, there's been a lot of positives. Um, you know, but for me, how do I, like, how do I kind of satisfy my need to actually, you know, interact with, with folks here in the building, like doing those biweekly, 
know, I did it at first. It was the mass meetup challenge for the um, Spirit Week stuff. But now, like, I have those scheduled every two weeks and just getting, like, you know, 40 kids on the screen and ask them questions and hear from them what they're doing and what's going on and just, you know, you know connecting that way for me has been, been really rewarding. It just kind of makes you reassess what's important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. You don't realize how much you actually miss interacting with everybody until you do it again. And mm-hmm. you're like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I love those, those moments. Um, you know, that, you know, that, that's it for me. Uh, I like to step back and watch change happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So like to have folks in the building that were really comfortable with delivering, you know, instruction, direct instruction, like they would in a classroom now watch them grow and change and do something different that Mm -hmm. keeps kids engaged and delivers content in a whole different way. Like I love seeing that journey. Yeah. And then I love seeing how our community has embraced this change. Like it's been, you know, for all the negative sides of this has been so many different positive, you know, experiences that people have had and, you know, emotions about this that have changed dramatically. Like I I love watching that change. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so that's, that's the stuff that has been, really interesting for me um and then doing things like this like we yeah. wouldn't be doing this regularly like this mm-hmm. this whole thing came up because we were quarantined yeah. like your your podcast i you know i love this opportunity to be able to talk with you and, mm-hmm. and talk about this experience exactly know? yeah um and then um so this uh first of all get before we get into sort of like seniors and that whole thing um a question that sort of will connect to that is, do you find that you're being asked kind of a lot of questions around graduation and around just all of this that you just don't know the answer to? And how are you kind of handling those questions? Um, so it, or, you know, if, if, if you asked me that question a week and a half ago, I would say, yep, I, you know, there are a lot of things that I don't necessarily have clear answers for mm-hmm. um like around graduation and what that was going to potentially look like right now where we are now yeah we're we're doing virtual graduation um we're actually in the middle of recording all of our seniors walking across the stage um you know and so the 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 thing that was you know, difficult to navigate was knowing how meaningful and valuable that experience is for our seniors and their families but then have it into a, deliver the message that we can't hold an in-person graduation or mm-hmm. we're not um, going to do those, like the parade graduation things, or even that we weren't going to be having like prom and those, those kind of events. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard. Like, and people don't, you know, people want to experience things and have those hallmark events and not have them changed in any way, because that's something they've looked forward to for, you know, they're 18 years in, in public school and parents raising their children to get to this place. Mm-hmm. You know, so then to hear, you know, we're, we're going to have to do it different and you're not going to be in a room with everybody like t- like typically. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, a, that's a hard mes- message to hear, let alone it's a hard message from my from my seat to deliver. Yeah, I you know, imagine. Making the move away from doing some sort of live graduation to doing something virtual was probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make mm-hmm. as an administrator because I know how emotionally charged those conversations are and how that's uh it's 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 sad that the, these seniors don't have that same kind of event as they did in years past yeah so what exactly is the graduation the virtual graduation going to look like like 
Oh, I'm not going to get into like complete details. Yeah. We want it to be a surprise a little bit. Mm -hmm. But like, so on June 4th, we're going to stream, we're going to you know, put the video on, on the internet um, so that families can, can see what we've put together. Mm -hmm. um, what we've done right now is we've uh, videoed and photographed almost every senior walking across the stage, picking up a diploma, posing for pictures. And we set the whole stage up like it's an actual graduation. And then they exit um, with their families. And so we've, we're going to take that footage and kind of piece it together with a bunch of other things that we've collected over the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. to kind of create this really special um, video montage of you know, our senior class, our graduates for 2020. I think that's great. Yeah, I think that really anything is awesome. And do you know, is that what you've heard a lot of different schools like on the on in Rhode Island are doing? Yep. Um, so Middletown's doing the same thing. Um, many other districts are doing the virtual graduation like we're, like we are mm -hmm. um you know there are a couple communities that are still kind of struggling with making that decision not to hold something live yeah. um i know portsmouth is doing a drive-in movie theater style graduation mm -hmm. and for us it just it puts a lot of people at risk if we did something that you know potentially had people exposed to covid covid mm -hmm. um you know so i know they're 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 having their struggles right now trying to make a final decision around that but yeah. you know we we wanted to err on the side of safety by doing the virtual um and most schools are going virtual okay well yeah i mean that probably makes the most sense right now with what everything that's going on um thank you so much for i don't know if you have any final things you wanted to say but i feel like we covered we covered the whole all <laughs> of the, the pandemic schooling so i think we did a pretty good job yeah i you know what I would like to say is I'm just so impressed with our, with our students, our staff and the community mm -hmm. and how people have come together in this moment to make this a viable, you know, educational system. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just the, the amount of support that the school has poured into the community and what we've gotten in return from family, students and, you know, our partners in the community has just been amazing. Um, you know, when I hear, I have a lot of friends in a lot of different districts that are struggling with this stuff pretty mm -hmm. dramatically. And then to hear how well we're doing with it, um, it just, you know, I beam with pride when I have these conversations outside of, you know, school and talk about what we're doing. And so mm -hmm. I just, I just want to thank everybody for what they do, you know, what they do every day to support kids. And, you know, like you, Josie, doing this stuff, this is, this is a, an awesome venue to talk about topics related to, you know, the situation. So mm -hmm. I just yeah. appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for everything that you do, and thank you for coming on. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Anytime. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, so what a great interview. Uh, it's really interesting to have those conversations with people who are the officials of school um, and to see just, you know, the moves that are ha kind of having to be made behind the screen, sort of, in a sense. Um and I think that that's really interesting. Um, and I think that Mr. Vance is doing a great job, as are all the teachers and the principals and the administrators who are working um, long hours to try to make a good school experience, um, a good graduation experience, and so many other things. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for everything you do. All right, that was a great interview, but we don't need to talk about it because I already talked about it. <laughs> so let's get into the next segment, which is yeah. questions.
So for questions, we had asked uh, the listeners to ask questions, and then we didn't even end up asking those. And then uh, we didn't add anything else. So we don't have any listener answers today, unfortunately. Which is okay, because our intro and interview were really long. So we're just going to go ahead and get into our questions for each other, which are... You know, and we it, we only have two because the first two parts of the episode were so long. And we're so. like, you guys love us, but you don't love us that much. You know what I mean? Like, how long can we really keep your attention for? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, the first question is, what is your favorite song? My favorite song. This was hard, but I really like the song "This Town" by Casey Musgraves. Mm, that's a good one. It's like a small town kind of song, and it reminds me of like Newport, so I like it a lot. It, it very good. Um, for me, I'd, so I, I'm going to have two answers here. So like my all time favorite song, like is the song that I think is the best ever is Renegade by Eminem and Jay-Z. It's just really not to be confused with Renegade, Yeah, Renegade, which is what I thought of to be honest. So (laughs) it's just two of the best rappers ever going back and forth. Uh, but my favorite song right now would be Hey Big Head by Jack Harlow. I'll have so, to listen to that. Other, I'm not but sure. It depends on what mood I'm in. Like, I yeah, love no. this. Ew. A lot of diverse songs. Favorite song is hard. Yeah, it is. Um, and then the other one, by the way, did you say what this is from? Uh, no. Improv.com. Yeah. Um, both of them. Do you drink coffee or tea? Um, so I'm not really a big drinker of either of them. Like, I'll have an iced coffee or regular coffee every now and then like if it's offered to me or if i'm really tired and then tea when i worked at harvest and they would offer me tea i would be like okay yeah i'll take some and i do drink i i, I like an iced tea on like a nice summer day. yeah it's not this, like i'm a big wake up every morning and have coffee or tea guy. yeah no i'm the same um but i do really like harvest since like i mac and i both worked at harvest which is like a coffee it has a coffee there too um coffee guy and so I started drinking coffee, but, like, I don't have it every morning, but I really like, like, dirty chai, which is a mix of actually chai tea and coffee. Um, but I remember when we would work together there and Mac, I would always offer Mac something to drink and he would never want anything. And one time I got him kombucha and he's not a fan. No, not good. <laughs> what? Not a fan. And kombucha's but expensive. They had, like, some, like, purple bubble tea thing that was good. It definitely oh, no. wasn't bubble tea. No, it wasn't bubble. It, it was, was berry. Like, I think it was berry. Yeah, yeah. Yogi berry or something. I don't know. It was good. Yummy berry. Yummy berry. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yogi berry. <laughs> like Yogi the bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So what is your quote, Mac? Oh, because it is the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, I have a quote from Yoda. Uh, and he says... the. The greatest teacher of failure is. <laughs> that was a bad Yoda impression. Um, the greatest teacher failure is. So what he's saying in Yoda talk is failure is the greatest teacher, which is just something that I think is really true. You mm-hmm. know, for sure, for sure. Um, and then mine because we had Mr. Vance on here, so obviously school uh, related. Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Nelson Mandela. Great guy um, and a great hey, quote. Um, and, you know, because we have to, uh, 14 Things to be Happy About, The Happy Book by Barbara Ann Kuyper. I'll read one off. 
Okay. This is, you know, this is our favorite segment, so. Yeah. <laughs> An ornate building with gingerbread decoration. Honestly, I do. That makes me happy. Like one yeah. of those cute little gingerbread buildings. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. One more, even though that was a good one, so I probably shouldn't test my luck. No, this one's for me. Oh, oh, right. For you. For Mac. Um, the chatter of talking woman. I mean, heck yeah! Women are the best, right, Mac? Uh, yeah, no, we love women. Um, the chatter, though, makes it sound like it's an annoying conversation. No, it's good chatter. Like, chatter about powerful things, like changing the world. <laughs> that works for me. All right, you guys are the best. You know that. I always say this, and then I ramble, and it's like, oh my gosh, Josie, stop talking. But anyways, have a good Memorial weekend, but... Do not go outside with all your friends and, like, get together. Okay. And remember, as always, because we love you, stay, stay safe. safe. <laughs> <laughs>